Psychic Dolphin Garage. Hello, hello, all you giggle lows. Welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. It is finally back. Gigo is back. It's under the PDG banner. Uh, it's so nice to to have this happening. I'm your host, Kelton. He, him. I'm Zach. He, they. There we go. And I'm Bo. He, him. Hell yeah. I was making yeah. sure I was saying it in the correct order. <laughs> it's, it's right there in the docket, buddy. I, you know, you know. Read your assigned pronouns. Look, God we, damn it. We are all products of the Texas public school system. Wait a sec. <laughs> Wait a, a sec. Yeah, we have assigned pronouns, actually. You don't even get to choose them now. The state yeah. just gives you random ones. So Hi, I'm Zach. He haw. Uh, so I'm just saying it's, it's a miracle any of us can read at all, let alone fucking, you know, anything else. I, I fucking fired up Netflix and the subtitles were on at the bottom of this uh, movie and I was like, what the hell? What are those? What are those squiggles? What's that? <laughs> I don't know what these are. Uh, you know, it's actually really helped me uh, it, it increase my media, uh, my knowledge of media and my ability to understand TV shows as they you happen. on phonics. I've, I've started watching HBO Max on my TV and I think the sound is set to like 5.1 and I only have a 2.0 system right now. Yeah. And so... When I change it to HBO Max, uh, fucking like, uh, what's it called? Audio settings. The, the I change the audio, audio it's description. Like, it's like audio description. That's what it is. I change it to HBO Max audio description, and it's like the scene opens. The two <laughs> men are looking at each other, and they start talking. So it's like voiceover explaining what's happening. If you're like blind. Hard to, blind i guess which is which is cool yeah, yeah no cool. honestly but, i'm really glad that like accessibility settings have pulled through where like every audio editor and fucking you know color balance guy has just just given up you know <laughs> it's like these shows are dark as fuck can't see a goddamn thing and everything's mixed so that like if a character like you know walks weird or bumps into a table that's all you fucking hear for the next five minutes it Just, tells me exactly what's important about I, I what's happening i was about to say zach watching citizen kane being like rosebud this is important pay attention rosebud obviously that's the next step right <laughs> is you just you just like have somebody analyze you, you watch it's the, the wikipedia and, line by line plot yeah summary yeah happening. And, and, <laughs> you also have a video essay on the movie running simultaneously with it so that you just you really don't miss a thing you know I, that's what it sounded like it took me a minute to realize what it was doing because i was like looking at my phone and it would like it, like describe the scene to me i'm like ah perfect i don't have to look up yet <laughs> Zach, I, I, re- I really hate like we are reinventing the need for director's commentary because like you can just watch a movie and then the, watch a movie with the director's commentary and they'll tell you all of the important stuff like, during it and you'll never, be able to digest never need it to do a podcast about a movie ever again if you just have the director explain every bit to you instead of having a podcaster go through and get 50 percent of it wrong yeah. i mean which is what we're here to do Today. I was about to say, speaking of a director who will let you know exactly what he's trying to get across. There's nothing else in the frame. <laughs> it's in black and white for some reason, but that's just to highlight the trauma. I know you're supposed to get used to it. And we all lose our jobs in the end. But I just can't. I played 
Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Why can't face doing another scene with Marilyn Monroe? Well, of course, this week we're uh, talking about the newest film on Netflix, the uh, latest NC-17 film since 1995. It is Blonde, the uh, movie featuring Marilyn Monroe. Uh, this, I mean, we'll, we'll be diving into it, but real quick bird's eye view approach. What did we think about this movie? They're trying to manufacture consent for literally me characters for chicks. And <laughs> honestly, you can't do that. Like you can't do that. It's got to come out organically. Like, uh, you know, Jennifer's body or fucking, uh, I don't know. Uh, yassified Pat Bateman. One of those, one of those characters. I don't girl stuff. That's you know what I'm talking about. Stuff. Yeah, whatever the girls do these days. Yeah. They they were sitting down and they're like trying to figure out their approach. And they're like, well, back in those days, they didn't really get women's rights or mental health or neurodivergence or, you know, the abusive movie industry, beauty standards, how capitalism takes vulnerable people and steals them away. Yes. I'm so glad we've yes, come back so far. And neither do we. <laughs> Roll film. <laughs> the director just looking at a photo from 1952 and being like, not so different, you and I. Indeed. <laughs> yes. Let, let's dive into this. Um, I, I actually kind of, I mean, l- let me, I, I'm of two minds. So um, I, I don't think that this is a good movie. Let, let me just be right up front with that. I don't think, though, it's a bad movie for the reason that a lot of people think that this is a bad movie. Because, like, there, there's a lot of discourse about how, oh, well, is this really a biopic if these events didn't actually happen in Marilyn Monroe's life? Like, well, I mean, if we're going to apply that standard to biopics, like, 80% of biopics then don't qualify anymore. So much yeah. gets streamlined. Like the, the uh, fucking it's Queen movie, movie. Magic, thank you very much. <laughs> like, I mean, the Elvis movie, the Queen movie, uh, just any musical biopic really streamlines everything. I mean, any biopic, like Ray even, like also, you know, will streamline the controversial aspects and sand down the rough edges. This movie went the other direction. And instead of having the high lights of someone's life it's only the low lights yeah they were like all right it's gonna come out like fucking wait did this come out uh this month or was it like yeah. late last month i i well i think it was the very beginning of this month like, okay I, okay they're like yeah it's you know it's spooky season like fucking like let's really like dial up like Okay, we're gonna do a lot of nineteen-year-olds are gonna dress up like Marilyn Monroe for Halloween. <laughs> Let's Blonde make him feel guilty as hell. But uh, <laughs> beyond that, like, how do we, how do we, like, you know, make this like, you know, the fucking Y two K retros real in right now? So what we're gonna do is like a mid two thousands torture porn thing, but also <laughs> Marilyn Monroe for some reason. Yes, I, I mean, but I genuinely think like that was their approach, like. And I hate to also just kind of be overly cynical, but Mm -hmm. this movie I don't think would have any headlines. It wouldn't have any attention. We wouldn't be covering it if it was what was life like as a 1950s actress. Bad. Roll credits. Yeah. It it just – exactly. It it would just be that. But if we can kind of have this – 
um, uh, big icon of 20th century culture in Marilyn Monroe and then take the what if approach of what if all of these rumors about her life were actually true? What if all of the bad things in her life were actually shown and taken out to that 11th degree? I think that then it does make for compelling, albeit traumatic television. I, I would say, yeah, that, that is the, the kind of drawback of it. Uh, of that which yeah is is compelling to a degree right like at a certain point it's like all right what next what what fucking horrible uh, you know uh, the the torture porn uh comparison i think holds in that like you know like a later saw movie or like hostile or something it's like all right what what fucked up things happen next you know <laughs> that, that scene where where she had to crawl through a fucking uh you know tub full of used needles i thought was a little a little much hey it's a gornographic film that's uh yes, that's the thank you oh that's what they're going for it, it it was a very good film about someone who is stuck in the soup of like high-powered drugs and mental illness and fucked up shit happening all the time yeah and, and, and it, it, it just—it's a beautiful. It's beautiful be in that. Yeah. I, I think. I think it. I think it's actually almost like a. It, if it wasn't Marilyn Monroe, it would be a better film. Yes. Yes. I. I think so. Um. And you're gonna sell them fucking wigs, Zach. Uh huh. Uh huh. If only there was a way that, you, like, if you're calling characters the ex-athlete or the playwright or things like that. Um, if only there's a way that you could I don't know, have your main character just be called, ah, I'm just shooting from the hip here, blonde, huh? Yeah. W- wouldn't yeah. that, wouldn't that be something or Norma? You just stick with, you know, the, the Norma aspect and then she doesn't like being <laughs> blonde. Weird how you could just associate like one more tiny degree. And I think it would make it good. Um, or, or really better. Artful, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I do like this, the, this the Team Fortress Two sequel is incredibly fucked up compared to the uh, compared to the previous game, but you know, <laughs> shit. Good on them for finally putting out a game with a three on the end. <laughs> I, I just do want people to to not kind of lose the forest for the trees. That the the fever dream, almost dark fairy tale aspect of this movie is very compelling because it's not Would meant you to say be. It's Lynchian? Uh, no, I'm not going to go that far because again. <laughs> Like, I'm not trying to earn clout on Letterboxd, but, you know, uh, if I were <laughs> trying to shoot for that, that is exactly what I would say. Uh, so, yeah, let, yeah, I bet if we were to scroll those reviews, that's what yeah. people would say. Because, I mean, it, it just feels like it's meant to be a nightmare sequence. Like, uh, so something I always wonder about is, like, scale of 1 to 10, how bad would this movie be to watch on drugs? And the answer is, this would be fucking horrific. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, some of us, you know, horrific in a good way or horrific in a bad way. Oh, absolutely. I, in what you, world October. is this? It's <laughs> a fucking yeah. season. You come out of this movie, you go home, you sit down, and you, like, you like have to talk like, hey, we, we all saw the same movie, right? <laughs> Y'all good? You guys good? <laughs> you guys also are like feeling a need to like call your dad just so that way then he says he loves you, right? No, that's not possible. Oh fuck! Oh well, no! <laughs> it's- guess I'll call a bunch of strange men instead. Shit. Yeah, well, she's just like me face. for real. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess let's talk a little bit about like what actually happens in this fucking movie. Uh, we we can yeah. go into the actual recap because um, 
for the people that have uh, watched it, uh, you know, uh, great. I'm so glad we can talk about it. For the people who haven't watched it because they don't want to, I'm so glad we can serve uh, as this function here. Yeah, spoilers, by the way, uh, for Marilyn Monroe's life. But it's know. legitimately spoilers because this shit didn't happen. So, <laughs> like, yeah. you you don't know what's going to come next. Oh, so. no, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying it's it's a bit like, uh, and I'm sure, you know, fucking anybody who hasn't seen this has gathered this from our conversation already. It, it's a bit like, uh, you know, any any, like, oh, we're going to go out and we're going to assassinate Hitler movie or fucking mm, one of those, you mm, know? If it's only. Like, you you know it does not end it's super great. I thought it would. Anyways, so this this movie, uh, we, we start off with a young girl who has a very troubled relationship with her mentally ill mother uh, to the point that the, her mother almost kills her when a California fire breaks loose and uh, she then uh, takes her daughter back home and then tries to drown her in the bathtub because she is convinced that if she kills her kid, the man that she hooked up with once, one time, a long time ago, will uh, come back and love her. Yes, that's the... That's Sound the, logic, yeah. I, I, and, you know, again, it's 1940s parenting. Uh, it, it's back when, like, you couldn't be soft with kids, you know? Yeah, exactly. You, you needed to make sure that then the mom got locked up at a, a mental health institution, which isn't that nice that like, she could just be institutionalized instead of, I don't know, driven to homelessness and then get hit by a car or something. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> As, you know... Works. As the foundational trauma of the main character, it sure felt like we were fucking speedrunning that shit. Well, yeah, I mean, because that's like it's just a, it's be a two the and a half hour version. movie. Like in that you, was like you twenty minutes. More of it. like I want to see this seven year old girl in danger. That that you was remember your... when this exact same thing happened to Robert Pattinson's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Marilyn Monroe and her parents are walking in an alley. No, Marilyn. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maryland, don't walk down mental illness alley with your mother. <laughs> oh, that's that's grim. Uh, 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 very, but it, it's fine because um, if it's any consolation to make people not feel a little bit more gross than already about this film, the initial scenes of the movie where uh, Marilyn Monroe lived with her mentally ill mother that happened in the actual on location of where Marilyn Monroe actually did live with her mentally ill mother. Same thing like with her death scene. So it's very important for location scouting to get that yeah, authentic it's, it's feel to the, to the craft. Yeah. Someday Marilyn Monroe was thinking someday a seven-year-old girl is going to pretend to get drowned and traumatized uh, in a movie all about my life. That's exactly what she would have wanted. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then we flash forward uh, through the 1940s where Marilyn Monroe becomes a pinup girl. Like there's a lot of montages in this film. And so it, it's a lot of time jumps that occur. Uh, so we see, of course, uh, Norma Jean becoming this pinup girl. And it's amazing just what puberty does to someone. Not to sound gross. I didn't know that you could become Cuban through puberty. But by God. <laughs> It actually happened. Uh, puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was right there. I had to. Of course, of course. What did we think about Anna de Armas's uh, vocal performance as Marilyn Titties. Monroe? Oh, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, those accent marks, I suppose, indeed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, 
I, she did the, the she did like the what I associate with the Marilyn Monroe like the weird throaty whisper the very well kind of yeah, it, yeah I, I it, only heard Cuban accent I yeah. only heard the Cuban accent I'm sorry y'all like <laughs> there there was so much where I was like this almost seems like it's a parody bit. Like, tell, tell me what you, yeah. what you thought of the most recent Little Mermaid uh, casting decision, Ben. <laughs> Not black enough. <laughs> that's, the, that's the right goddamn answer right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Completely black, like a void and translucent skin. Mm-hmm. With, with like Big a... Big old a, dangly anglerfish thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the director of this movie actually said that there was some work involved in post-production to make the actress sound more American mm-hmm. because uh, initial test screenings were uh, very negative about how uh, she actually sounded in this. So it, that's, hmm. I mean, like it, it, if your job is to sound and look like a famous actor, like you're supposed to do that. I'm not saying it's yeah. on the actor because I don't think Anna de Armas was probably the best choice if you were really going for a true one-to-one mm-hmm. with this. But yeah, which the, I don't think this movie generally is going for that kind no, of thing. No, almost obviously. like again, if there if she was an actress called Blonde and someone named Norma, that for one degree of separation further, I think would do a lot of good yeah. for this. Um, the wigs. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stress this enough it's so real and so true and you don't even notice people's sideburns in it they're it's amazing those. they're nice <laughs> no that's the hats whatever you know what i'm fucking yeah yeah let, let's uh let's move on to the next time jump here which is uh Marilyn is trying to make it big in hollywood and oh, yeah a big note here uh <laughs> each of these time jumps changes from black and white to color yes yes and, and sometimes is... like within the scene it changes and so it kind of adds to that fever dream element of where mm-hmm. uh, initially what's happening in Marilyn, i'm sorry in norma jean's real life is in color and then what's happening on the film side sets is all in black and white and then anything related to film also then becomes black and white anytime then she's viewed and perceived as Marilyn it becomes black and white and black and white takes over more and more of the film it's very subtle y'all it's incredibly subtle do you understand how subtle it is maybe if we add some changing aspect ratios (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that that okay so uh you know we said don't watch this movie on drugs earlier uh, I did, uh, just for the record, uh, you know, as, as you do. Little little Delta 9 gummy here or there. Uh, uh, I see. And, uh, yeah, uh, the the aspect ratio thing fucked me up because it first happened when I was looking at my phone. Yeah, yeah. I, I was so, looking at my phone when a different scene happened, and let me tell you. Uh, oh, boy. Rewind, uh, rewind, please. <laughs> that's not You're what not I think it is sets. that's talking to her, right? Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> uh so yes uh marilyn is uh trying to make it big that's then when she meets uh film studio president mr z and wouldn't you know it uh she's sexually assaulted and and she's just outright raped by mr z it's like you have to do the reading beforehand to know who that is or what's happening yeah yeah really you you do because again no context is given It, it like there are critiques of Marvel movies where they say that things feel like it's a roller coaster ride that you're just kind of going on a trip for. 
Yeah. This movie is almost exactly like that, but it, it's not a fun ride. <laughs> you know, it, you, like you, your anchor is always Marilyn because she's always the center of it. And your anchor is Norma Jean because she's always the center of all these frames. Mm-hmm. But then even your anchor doesn't know where she is. But but th- this scene it highlights something and it's part of the criticism I want I want to mention because there's a, a corner uh, not even a corner there's a quarter there's half there the majority of online criticism like of, of YouTube critics and of nerd culture that's trying to critique this movie um, mm. that their analysis seems to be in what feels like almost intentionally shallow for an intentionally shallow movie. Like there we'll talk about this scene as, Oh, it just shows how Marilyn got her big break because she was sexually assaulted. Like, I don't think that was the point of the scene. I think the scene happened number one to traumatize us and, and show that she was traumatized. Yeah. Like let's really set the tone. Oh, you thought it was bad so far. Buckle up. Fuck yeah. And, and, yeah. and then like, you know, it shows that she got sexually assaulted and then got her big break, but it she also is shown to be talented. She's shown to be smart and insightful and caring and all of these positive qualities. But then when she feels hollow and that like imposter syndrome sets in, it helps the audience identify with like the most fucked up version of that. Of like, is mm-hmm. the only reason I'm famous because I was raped. Like that's the point of why you show that kind of scene to 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 be the starting shot of her career that way. Like it yeah. so to to say, oh I what why would they show this? Well, there's a reason. Let's not just assume just because it's an NC-17 movie, they're doing everything for shock. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, let's let's take the, the least uh, fucking um, least generous appraisal of this and then, you know, throw it up on a YouTube video. Because why not? It's the internet. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Soy facing as I go like, Marilyn, oh no, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, no, liter- literally doing the like pointing soy jack thing for like an act of sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know, it, it feels like the same people that are saying, how on earth could this movie profit off of this? This is disgusting. What a disgrace. My brother in Christ, you're watching. <laughs> also, <laughs> you're the exact type that would do that. Like, what's your opinion of all of like the sex pot style actresses right now in Hollywood? Like, are you calling them deep, insightful thinkers or are you also applying the same level of shallowness? to it but whatever it, it's fine it's it's whatever let's focus on the more scintillating thing that happens of where she when she meets uh cast chaplin and eddie robinson uh or i'm sorry i i should clarify charles chaplin jr and edward robinson jr uh, where she has a poly relationship with them yes bisexual kings Yes, indeed. Kings all the way through did nothing wrong. That's what I have to say. What about you, Bo? Sorry, uh, I had to pop up for a sec. I heard a fucking big old crash outside. Um, oh, we, we're just talking cat, about like how a cat knocks some shit over. The, these two uh, just boys on the town did absolutely nothing wrong to Marilyn. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a real dude's rock kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really thought when uh fucking uh, <laughs> Adrian Brody and uh the other guy uh like 
just were like walking into the into the horizon. I, I, the I hate to, I hate to say the this. Boys it's not back in town. It's not Adrian Brody, but okay. <laughs> Adrian Brody <laughs> plays a different husband. Um, oh what, no, I'm getting I'm getting my wires crossed here. <laughs> my wires. Oh, when Adrian Brody and the other guy walked into the sunset, uh, I thought that was a great way to end. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so in between in between the Mister Z and the and the the meeting these two men, by the way, there was the therapy scene. Oh, wait, where she's you know just unveiling everything and all of the trauma. Yeah. yeah, where she like it's like oh this is trauma and then it doesn't explain any of that and then she never goes to therapy ever again. Yeah, it, I mean, that's yeah, that's what therapy is. I mean, in my experience, at least, like, and and also like maybe it's intentional to, to show that like she knows that she has all of these issues, but then like not addressing them head on, or then like you know, yeah, and that's that's where the thesis of the movie is actually stated. Uh, where does the dream end and madness begin? <laughs> Yay! Damn. Yay! All right, Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, there we go. That was it. That, that's that's the rest of the film. After that, that was what the first forty-five minutes. Now there's only two more acts to go. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because um, in in the real world, uh, she dated both of these gentlemen at very different times. Um, also, these gentlemen were like vaguely aware of each other, but they weren't actually like hanging out together. In fact, uh, Eddie Robinson Jr. met Monroe and they kind of started fooling around when he was only 19 years old and she was 27. So problematic age gap that can happen here. Now now that we know that she's a groomer, we know that she deserves everything that happened to her. Everything that happens to this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Age gap, absolutely. Um, so, uh, they, they kind of have like this, this sweet moment and it's one of those things of where, and I don't know, maybe if I'm just conditioned or not, but like when I see someone that is dating, not just one, but two guys who seem like they would bring guitars to a party, uh, the the red flags kind of go off in my head just a little bit. Um, what, what did we think about the vibe of these two? They're very sweet boys. <laughs> this was like narcissistic, like uh, pump and dump. Haha, pump and dump. Haha, nice. Uh, like narcissistic, like like pumping, like at its at its finest is what it felt like. Especially within the pace and the rest of the movie, it was just like after it's like, wow, this is so great, everything's so good, and then zero contact. And you know, maybe. Maybe that's the director that's to be blamed for that. Uh, no, I'd say they're very like well observed twenty twenties fuckboys. Honestly, it, just kind of transported back in time. <laughs> Absolutely, it's it, again we we had to speed run like mom's trauma, and then we're like scene swapping, and then we're you know spit swapping with the fuckboys of Hollywood. Oh yeah, lots of sucking and fucking the the threesome scene where the sheep becomes a uh, waterfall. Yeah, okay. good job, the, good job. The, the blur. I I'm gonna say the sex scene, the blurring, is kind of actually a really cool effect. I yeah, kind of liked that. Yeah, I it, again. It was only ruined by them using the term love paste. <laughs> I had to hear that come out of an actor's mouth as they were building up to a sex scene he said it smells of love paste and i hey, it's better than the original cut where you saw it come out of an actor's 
<laughs> That's the director's cut. <laughs> also, it's seven hours long. <laughs> oh, God. Just that scene. Every- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where did we get the four and a half extra hours? Well, we, we put in all of the cut sex scenes. <laughs> These two were uncut, but uh, never mind, never mind. Moving on. Uh, (laughs) It it gets into the room territory at a point. (laughs) They're just just reusing the same same one, Mm -hmm. same rose petals. Watching this relationship occur, though, of where, you know, she feels like she is so special because, like, she's just not being abused uh, during Mm this is, uh, it's very, very much... I mean, Bo, you were alluding to it earlier about how it had like a 2020s fuckboy kind of vibe to it. And uh, wouldn't you know it, just the way it always goes with a fuckboy, she ends up getting pregnant. With literally like a scene where something morphs into sperm and then it shows sperm. The the galaxies become sperm fertilizing eggs becomes her being pregnant. Yes, yes. Uh, he was so he this 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 movie it, is uh, not gonna lie th- no this, this movie is art house as fuck but it's, this man it's pulled just... out his notebook and and found everything that he's been writing in it since 2012 to put into this fucking movie <laughs> yeah no i'm pretty sure i saw that exact thing on tumblr uh in high school <laughs> Well, of course, uh, Norma is is so worried about her mental health. She even visits her mother at a mental health in- institution. That uh, it, it's really making the asylums look super good in this, right? Yeah, it yeah. Ma- there were makes like you three feel people happy. In that one room where they were all screaming and, and straight jacketed. Yeah, yeah. Three to one room is that is that is an empty asylum. <laughs> Well, you know, they were getting defunded then. Um, Reagan was still uh, an up-and-coming actor at that point. So, <laughs> Gotcha. You just go in door-to-door at asylum. It's like, hey, y'all better cut this out. <laughs> I don't like it. It's a noise complaint. <laughs> yeah, we're having to relocate oh. our our, uh, <laughs> our wards. Relocate yeah. them where? I don't know. Anywhere. Just just fucking- we release them in the countryside and... <laughs> Like a dog you want to get rid of. (laughs) Go on, boy. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, you stupid animal. Get out of here. Leaving a trail of Reese's pieces that goes to the (laughs) ocean. That's that's uh, that's terrible. That, that's still somehow better than probably what happened to these people, which is oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Way, way, way fewer lobotomies involved. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say a, a lobotomy or furnace seems to be mm. the two options, unfortunately, Aww. with these people. Um, uh, Marilyn does like does like she just like narrates Norma. Norma, Norma, Norma. sorry, no, Norma. I, I'm, I'm just saying we, we we need to call Norma during the the color scenes, and then we can say Marilyn in the black and white scenes. That's fair. Okay, Norma does like full on, full on, like just narrating what's happening in the movie <laughs> during like this this her seeing her mother again for the first time in ten years because she hasn't thought about it while she was you know during any of that time she suddenly she just wants to see her mother again and there was that line about like you oh you weren't married mother yeah which is like or which is like <laughs> oh that's that's foreshadowing i see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and again the the idea of later when she's asking about asking the doctor of like is her mental illness passed in the blood 
You know, mm-hmm. like it, it's it's a solid discussion. And it's handled so deftly of where it doesn't come across as just a blatant straw man argument for a pro-life kind of stance or a quasi pro-eugenic stance as the other side whatsoever of people with mental health issues just shouldn't be born. That's that's the stance. Well, the no, other not side. shouldn't be born, just shouldn't reproduce. Uh, you know, funny enough, you mentioned that there's this fella uh the chancellor in germany right now he's got some real interesting <laughs> ideas about this the year is 1936 not, not looking at the timeline <laughs> right now uh, no, no. Not gonna, there, not gonna there's this really interesting accurate. it does not deserve it there's this really interesting guy uh from germany he's in south america now um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, Norma decides that she actually wants to go ahead and get an abortion. So she calls basically the fixer for the studio company, and then they um, get her into the car, and that's when things become black and white, and it's Marilyn um, who then is going to go get the abortion, only she changes her mind, you see. Uh, she, she changes her mind, uh, and but but is forced to get one forced like locked in even if she says no repeatedly like this is this is what like a pro-life propaganda film will just show this scene i almost guarantee it oh yeah yeah that's that's what happens in every abortion clinic is the safe word is i don't want it doctor (laughs) i'm pretty sure that happened in god's not dead three or or rather you have to say i don't want a doctor i don't want a doctor the whole time the safe word is I do want this abortion. It's opposite. Sex. So it's it's yeah, it's opposite day inside every abortion clinic. That's how it works. By the way, um I, I know we kinda glossed over or maybe we mentioned it earlier, I forget. But uh Marilyn does have a conversation with the the fetus on the inside, and the fetus is voiced by the same actress who plays the young Marilyn Monroe. In the intro. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, again, we're going for levels of fucked up here. Like Yeah. Well, which, you know, cool fucking touch. Like and <laughs> I, I think honestly Honestly, like I, I, I fucking uh, made the dumb Lynchian remark earlier, but if they had just made this Eraserhead, <laughs> <laughs> I again, this entire movie is well. I wouldn't have done that, but if you did do that, I guess that is like the artistic way to do that, dude, bro, thought. So well, yeah, sure, yeah, like it's it's aesthetically coherent. <laughs> But like, I just, I, uh, what, what they're going for to me, at well, least, is, this is what the director fucking, said about, yeah. about her pregnancy. I'm not convinced that she actually wants to have a baby. I think she has feelings about not having a baby, but I'm not convinced that what she's doing, I mean, she doesn't end up having one. There's a wish for a baby, but there's a fear of baby. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the central stressor on her, which is yeah. like true. Don't get me wrong. Like that comes across but i think there's a little bit more to it than that about someone who i i believe if i remember correctly marilyn monroe actually suffered from uh, endometriosis so she couldn't have kids um and part of the rumor was because she had abortion early on and so uh you know i think that's where like this scene comes from in the rumor mill but uh the 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 idea of a 
baby then being like, I don't know, like having a kid's a lot of work. Maybe she didn't want to do that. Like, no shit. <laughs> like I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think like yeah, you you need to Not have exactly a revelation. Yeah, she was busy being the like star of the century, but she she just wanted to have Charlie Chaplin the third, basically. That's yeah, yeah. CC three, I think, would have been the the rap title for yeah. Him. What's that family? I I, I, I agree with the director. Is there a Zoomer influencer Charlie Chaplin out there now? I don't know, but that, I mean, if there was, that guy would have been uh, me too, because Charlie Chaplin, kind of a monster. If you look at his, mm. his uh, let's just call it relationship history with mm. underage oh. girls. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. I, again, another, you know, same problems with the rest of the movie. The director's like, I'm not convinced. I think she has feelings about this and that. And I think there's a wish for this or that. And it's a central stressor. And it's like, yeah, he never says anything, and neither does Anadarmus. And so the audience just comes away from that feeling like, so she wants a baby, but she doesn't want a baby. Yes, you see, it's all it's all very art house. But don't worry, we're we're smash cutting, and this is where we start to see the large <laughs> blur of her of her personal life because it's a personal scene outside of a studio environment, but she's talking to Joe DiMaggio, the ex-baseball player, as Marilyn Monroe. And she's still trying to put on the charm and have that persona around him. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and he, cool. And, and Jolton Joe. <laughs> Is that... Jolton Joe. He'll give you a jolt with his Joe. <laughs> what, is, what is that? Joe D. Joe D's Nuts. There we go. Is that what we took away from that? I, 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 <laughs> I yeah, had to I look guess. him up, and those are his student, those are his nicknames. Well, no, also, no, no, I, no. I, I, See, uh, this is how I know you're a little too woke, Joe. Uh, not Joe, Zach. Um, if you have a guy whose name is Joe DiMaggio, what is, I don't know, like an anti-gay <laughs> uh, slur you could probably work in to Joe DiMaggio? <laughs> Well, obviously, I know. Obviously, the dude slays puss, so that's no, you know. Oh no, well, I'm like, just saying, if you're not a, if you're the, not a Yankees fan in the 1940s, you know, we don't have to. We, up, up we, to we, bat, we if you will, we don't have to change his name into anything. That's a fucking Italian ass nickname. It's an Italian ass name. Like, yeah, I don't. I'm not going to let that Italians. guy date my white daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why she gets that letter. Actually, funny enough, <laughs> I don't approve. <laughs> yeah, just just the like racist fucking dad senses kick in. <laughs> Norma, I know you don't know me, but I hear you're messing around with an Italian. Here, I have attached several diagrams showing their skull shape and etymology. <laughs> <laughs> Norma, you didn't thing. respond to my last letter, so I have added yeah. several appendices. You know, the, the artistic <laughs> license in this movie is well established, but I think that 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 you know, brief thirty-minute bit where uh, you know she has a fling with H.P. Lovecraft, I thought that was really tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> they bonded over the name of his cat, weirdly enough. So, um, uh, 
Yeah, so she she uh, is like dating Joe DiMaggio. She's in a relationship with him. She gets a letter, uh, as Bo was referring to, from a man claiming to be her father. And then um, that's when Joe DiMaggio is blackmailed by our two golden boys. Because wouldn't you know it, they're scummy little fuck boys who have nudes that they are threatening to release. Huh? Again. Very, yeah, very contemporary. It's so, 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 I'm so glad women are past this, where ex-boyfriends are threatening to release nude photographs. Let me just read Uh, my notes here. Bisexual kings, act (laughs) in your own interest and keep receipts. I also like I also like your your little notes here. Marriage proposal and domestic violence. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's kind of how it, it worked out between her and Joe DiMaggio, where he said like I don't like you being overly sexualized and treated like a piece of meat, and instead yeah, of talking real, to that was exactly what he said. That what were the words meat, that were you're in treated there? like a piece of meat. I yeah. don't want you doing this <laughs> again. Like. In, instead of articulating this, he just beats the Christ out of her. Um, yeah, but it's very off tasteful scene, because God. yeah, well, it's not exactly off scene, Zach. It's off. It's behind a wall while there is the the voiceover from another letter from her father saying, like, "I'm so sorry <laughs> to hear about you and Joe breaking up." My <laughs> my neck has been snapped at least six times in this stupid piece of shit movie. <laughs> Just like, yes, I'm your father, and I did not go see your latest film because it looked like you wanted to show your poontang. Too sexy. I didn't want those wires getting crossed. There was a glimpse of your undies in the uh, the movie, and I couldn't go watch it. I prefer blondes. I'd prefer you cover up, you trollop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, real, real, like, you know, fucking, I was born in the 1800s ass uh, sexism. I mean, wouldn't you know it, though? Um, Fun fact, just again, to kind of mention in the real world, um, after their marriage uh, ended, uh, Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio uh, basically reconnected about a decade later, um, or a little less than a decade later, um, and they uh, became like confirmed just friends, basically, but living together. And then there were a lot of rumors about them just kind of rekindling their relationship because he went to therapy and like got his his act together and became like an appliance salesman, like sponsor the ex athlete doing a sponsorship deal kind of bullshit and so yeah the, the equivalent now of like running a fucking car dealership in plano texas yeah, yeah. basically exactly something like that yeah and if you so, started that early then you definitely run all of the car dealerships in a hundred mile radius now so <laughs> really missed out <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, uh, missed a real Nor- catch with that guy norma gene missed out sorry <laughs> um so I, again i i just want to mention this to kind of highlight how um we don't get any of that because, again, this is just the low light. Like, we are yeah. only getting the fucked up trauma that comes from it. The only positive things we get are just enough so that way, then when they're taken away, we can know that it's traumatic. Basically, yeah, we're not developing her character at all because she has all these, like, we're just seeing like these dreamy sequences with men that she calls daddy. And then, like, she, we see her be traumatized by them because they aren't her daddy. And then she has, like, these letters from her father she's trying to find 
Her daddy, it's just sexy finding Nemo. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to process that statement. Give me yeah, give me just a yeah. moment. First of all, it's finding, finding Nemo, Nemo an incredibly erotically charged film to begin with. <laughs> so I think saying sexy finding Nemo is a little redundant. <laughs> Second of all, uh There's yeah, also a no, female it's... character who kind of is an unreliable narrator that <laughs> <laughs> has a bit of a head case issue. Yeah, I, I get oh, it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dory goes to therapy is a hell of a film they're gonna put out in like 2032 huh look look the, all the Download characters it directly to your fucking brainstem and like start crying uncontrollably <laughs> $40 for the five seconds that it takes <laughs> uh, yeah no fucking I, I well so that that's kind of the thing right where like I, I again get I get it I, I get it. <laughs> and God, just, I fucking get it. But do you, though? Because we move on to the next relationship with uh, playwright Arthur sequence. Miller. Another another man that she calls daddy. Yes. Yeah, finally. Are you finally my the- Magda? Huh? Are you my Magda? My she illiterate the, uh... immigrant crush I was apparently <laughs> unaware of? <laughs> Again, I also love how there's, like, no <laughs> reference even to Arthur Miller being a communist or, you know, McCarthyism or any of, of that other sort no. of stuff. Again, it, because this movie is not about that. This movie is about the fucked up trauma that happened. Um, Arthur Miller came off as a fucking virgin. Well, I mean, yeah, he basically uh, would have been. We a, never consummated our love. Did you even talk to her? A Broadway cell. Classic Broadway cell. <laughs> Look at that like, strong leading man tap dancing out there for the crowd. It's very much, it's very much a writers are little bitches. Uh, like me, the writer and director of this film. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I could have was... treated Marilyn Norma so right. If only <laughs> she would pay attention to me. Right? I, 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 I could fix her. <laughs> really that Look, was kind of his whole vibe we're, um, we're normalizing yeah. the she's just like me for real and we are we are building the i can fix her uh, yeah well so up. so that's a, a, another thing very contemporary uh but instead of the mere fuck boy this is a fuck man <laughs> the fuck dad too, too burned too burned out to be horny uh but you know like still still like you know sad in his way also it's i great. think it's interesting that um i i say interesting but uh she hasn't aged in like the 22 years that we have covered uh, of like her life. Monroe, yes, yeah. famously did not age at all whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but the, the the thing that uh, I focus on, at least with this relationship, is we're supposed to show like, oh, she kind of has had her Walden <laughs> moment, her her retreat away from the L.A. lifestyle and finding success on Broadway and then also living in Maine. Like she gets pregnant. Very idyllic, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and get, I'm sure nothing bad will happen past this point. Right? Anyway, she's carrying a tray of vegetables along the beach. That's not all she's carrying. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Unfortunately. God, that's right. Cause there was another talking fetus scene that was like, you're not going to hurt me like before mommy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hey mom, we cool. That wasn't we you cool, before. Huh? That was a different baby. It's always me. <laughs> It'll always be me. I would. Yeah. There could have been like a third act horror turn for this thing. I it's, think it's basically God. What was that fucking uh, Mr. Peanut pops out of Maryland? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> not this. Do not invoke his name. <laughs> he came out. He came out, uh, and everybody memed him super hardcore. And then you know what fucking happened immediately after <laughs> COVID? All right. <laughs> 
Baby Nut is a menace. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you could totally have done a uh, what's that movie uh, with the uh, monster twin in the back of the lady's head? Oh, oh, out. oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I... M- something with an M, maybe. Malignant. <laughs> Malignant. Maleficent. Yes. Maleficent. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, it could have been it could have been a malignant kind of vibe, right? Um or as I said earlier, a razor head. There there are like so many I, I mean really this, this just goes to show that I am a fucking idiot with no taste and I would just rather have every movie be drenched in fucking uh drenched in like fucking red corn syrup. Uh no, but, I I just think it it probably I don't know. It may be like you have a clear respect for someone's interpersonal boundaries and that you know that like a biopic maybe isn't the correct genre to start doing like talking to your fetus levels of psychosis. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, if you maybe ran this by a, uh, you know, a, a, a Marilyn Monroe, if you could, if you could do the, the dumb time machine meme, right. Where, uh, <laughs> Hey, I'm your granddaughter. Cool. Uh, then you know you of course have the base to Chad, who's like, "Hey, Marilyn, watch this movie." <laughs> I think, I think maybe uh, that might not be a good thing to show somebody, or maybe they might not approve of necessarily. Uh, I mean, which which is to to get to the point of you know th- that you were making, like, yeah, this is a little a little uh, you know dramatized, maybe. Absolutely, I think is the polite way to say it. Again, like I don't view this as historically accurate by any means. I think that this is yeah, just yeah. meant to tell the story of someone who kind of is leading a bit of a double life and gets consumed with what is like the alter ego because it is a means of escape. And so, like, yeah, I, I think I think it does worse at that job than Fight Club does. Truly, but- the Fight Club of. The, this next generation the visco girl fight true. club is oh god <laughs> i mean honestly it, it, if you want a movie about a uh, a, a blonde alter ego uh, that like you know fucking like kind of ruins somebody's life the wrestler is right there. oh my god no <laughs> how many times do i have to tell you what you're gonna talk about a bummer fucking movie watching mickey rourke put it like a beauty mark on his face <laughs> i think he'd be a killer Marilyn. you tell me he would look great in that dress but yeah no but it does it's it's telling the story of someone inside that dream from the perspective of the someone inside that dream yeah which is for the purpose of this story, she had no agency. She just was something to trauma dump into, and look how fucked up her life is. Isn't this yep. sad? Yeah. Uh, Miller a- gave her the "you were just a Stewie for me" kind of hurt. So yeah, you you were content the- to me, babe. <laughs> yeah. She's content to us all. <laughs> Society. Exactly. It's a um, larger note about the movie, not just her life. You see and how everything is black and white except the escape of the beach and also when she's cutting flowers. Do you get it? Do you get it? I, what's, I, what's what's a black and platinum white and blue all over? Uh, Marilyn Monroe after Joe DiMaggio had a yes, night with thank her. You. There, there we go. go. Okay. Oh. The blue is because of the Yankees and their uniforms, (laughs) not the bruises, Bo. God. Big Yankees fan myself. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) Here's you, Joe DiMaggio. 
<laughs> I would love there to be like a Joe DiMaggio biopic that's just like damage control from this movie. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe she was a bitch. Maybe she was asking for it a couple times. Got a little mouthy. <laughs> like, just a real Italian guy responds to and this. The, and the rest, of the, the rest of the movie is just him, just like knocking fucking dingers out the park. <laughs> I'm the greatest. He does not care. <laughs> <laughs> where I go, all I can do is hit, hit home runs. <laughs> oh no! Um, so I know how to love you. So, <laughs> thankfully, his batting average has gone way down. So you know, like you know, it's only like maybe one out of every three encounters with him. It, it's pretty solid. Uh, uh, anyways, um. So she she trips and miscarries, and we have like this yeah another baby on the books yeah yeah and it's just like the help me help save my baby kind of thing, and we see like the the small bit of blood on the dress that like explodes into a flower, and then also watching all of like the veins and arteries burst all at once, again like fireworks or something that's definitely mm-hmm. not going to be alluded to later on. Um, it's uh it, it's pretty wild. I think um, to, to just keep hammering home the point of like, man, this lady's life kind of does suck because the, the downward spiral continues uh, to cope with the stress. She's of course taking pills. There's this awesome sequence that takes place. Uh, I mean, just on a cinematic level of where she's on a plane and then she's in a theater and she's back on a plane. Everything's kind of blurring and merging together of the, she is now fully Marilyn, but Marilyn is a hollow shell kind of thing. She's stuck in that nether world of always famous, but having no real connection. No agency too. I mean, you know, she's, she hasn't had agency this entire film. So um, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's had lots of agents, but no agency. She's had some agency. Uh, yeah, no, this, uh, we're fully, uh, you know, there is an idea of Marilyn Monroe. Like, <laughs> oh, fucking, John uh, Hamm you know, <laughs> trying to sell <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right, here's my idea trauma plus tits, blonde. <laughs> by God, yeah, John. There's the pitch. You've done yep. it again, you son of a uh. bitch. <laughs> Um, so then it's 1962 secret service agents, uh, pick Marilyn Monroe up actually off of that plane where she goes to meet JFK. You see JFK. What? I I said, I'm sure this. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, uh, it's a loving relationship. No notes. (laughs) Uh, she, uh, she, she goes in to the white house. I love how they utilize the tunnels. But not really, you know, like it's just Mm. Secret Service agents just carrying Marilyn Monroe around. And she makes a reference again, like, oh, am I just a piece of meat? Am I room service? And like she says it in the form of a joke. But we as the audience, we we know we know it cuts deep. Yeah, it's it's some real. I mean, again, this entire fucking movie, some real bleak uh, fucking dramatic irony. here. Yeah. And then, of course, like we show that the Democratic president is facing a sex scandal um, because all of these women, these girls are coming forward about what's Mm -hmm. happening with uh, this president, you see. 
Um, and it and, just made them vote for him twice as hard. I mean, they made him twice as hard. That's for sure. I mean, if the Professor Brothers are anything to be believed, uh, you know. Uh, it made him hard I at least twice. I, I, I can't quote a fucking 2008 Brad Neely cartoon off the top of my head. So you're going to have to take me. <laughs> Take my word well, for I mean, it. I, but if I could, that would be very funny. I just appreciate almost how bleak it was because her meeting the president, there was no regalness. There was no element of trying to be impressive. Like she just ferried into the bedroom and then there he is. He's shirtless. He's just sitting in his fucking 1960s back brace just on the phone in the bed and then she arrives and he's like immediately trying to get a hand job and then a blow job from her mm -hmm. and then they they fuck uh air quotes around that because not sure if that's the right descriptor um yeah and then uh she throws up in jfk's bed so then she's all fucked up and gets scurried out uh because she can't even stay overnight you know like it's not this fairy tale relationship she has of movie star and president it's just mm -hmm. this incredibly bleak transactional thing yeah you want your lana del rey core you've got your lana del rey core enjoy <laughs> it. this is what it is is this what you wanted no it's not well too bad this is what it is yeah did someone saying like i want to be just like lana del rey and then marrying a cop in oklahoma like that's exactly. that's exactly exactly what this yeah. is um so shit just continues to go south for her she ends up just being all fucked up at her house uh there's a scene with her um, makeup coordinator uh that i thought was actually very kind of morose of where she is just laying completely still and he's putting on the makeup on her almost as if it was like a corpse yeah, almost as if she's already gone. Yeah, wow. deep, deep again. Yeah, incredibly I, I deep. The ability to smoke yeah. a cigarette and hold my hand sometimes <laughs> when I'm topless and crying. Yeah. God, honestly, that does sound like it hit right about now. <laughs> I need a older metrosexual right man to give me compliments, please. Yeah, I'm going to hit Grinder for like five minutes. Uh, one sec. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the, the Billy was there from like the first time they shot her up. Uh, his name and is Whitey. Thank you very Whitey? much. Whitey? I yeah. thought it was Billy. I have his Billy in my notes. My bad. Whitey was there from the beginning. Because you uh, know who wouldn't be allowed her around Maryland? Uh, Those goddamn Italians. Yep. <laughs> Christ Jesus. Uh, um, yeah, like there from like the beginning of her like having to take drugs so that she can perform on stage and not to... claw her own face off because she's sick of being the butt of every joke. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like. Yeah, and, and like her feeling comfortable in the persona that has been given to her by the studios, the viewers, the people that run the industry, uh, you know, the people who, who crave the image of her and not her herself. Yeah, and that's what makes like when she's still getting notes from her father saying like, oh, I want to see you so bad, but I'm so sick. <clears throat> I'm so sick. Uh, um, that it, it really kind of starts to drive home a point of like, well, what is going on here? And so as we get to that third act twist reveal of where she gets a phone call from Eddie Robinson Jr. Letting her know that Cass Chaplin has died. Um, 
and that cast left a box for her. She then gets the box, she opens it, and wouldn't you know it's that magical tiger stuffed toy that we didn't mention earlier because we're bad at podcasting. Um, <laughs> but it also has no real bearing on the movie, so it it's fine. Yeah, it, it's just it's it's just another aesthetic thing to add, and you know, fucking make a bummer. Can't up, wait I guess. for a twenty four and Netflix to start selling those tiger plush toys online. God, don't. Oh, I was like, I'm sorry. It was in like three total scenes, and they had to pay way too much for it, so they said, fuck you, we're putting it in this scene too. <laughs> and then at the end, they were like, look, it's cheap. We just put it in the box. Look, we've made a whole a whole nother scene to add to this movie. Yeah. And she sees the tiger, and she's like, oh, wow. Oh, Cass was thinking about me. So sweet. And then she opens up the le- uh, something that says, to my daughter, as a letter in it. It says, there never was a tearful father. Love crossed yeah. out, Cass. <laughs> no wow. love from Cass. He, pretending to be her father as revenge for uh, Norma deciding to have an abortion of his child. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I don't mean to sound snobby and say, "Oh, I called it from the very beginning." But the, don't they have his actor reading the letters? I, I, Zach, shh, quiet. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> any I'm, any I'm just, voiceover saying, actor could not, be her father, don't is, you know? <laughs> this is not a subtle movie. <laughs> Yeah, uh, wouldn't you know that fuckboy who felt arbitrarily betrayed because he lost his piece of candy is kind of uh, going to be real shitty and manipulative. Yeah. Wouldn't you know it? Well, all right. Third act, she's doing all her fun stuff with the president. Who does she finally marry? Her fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, well, you know, she, she hangs out uh, a lot by the pool, you know? And then she's just like taking a couple pills, living that hot girl summer lifestyle. And then she uh, takes a nap. And then the camera lingers for about five and a half minutes as we watch a woman OD on a bed. Yep. Yeah. Woo. Blonde very, 2022. Very technical film. Every shot. Uh, where where you're you're experiencing all these emotions is just a tight shot tight shot of Anna Darmus's face where she's doing all these like expressions <laughs> as, as you can hear like things happening uh uh you know super technical um, acting that has to be done here you know there's when there's nothing but your actress's face on the screen it's hard to uh, Zach is rewatching the blowjob scene I think we all we all know what's, what's happening here. That's fine. Just her face on the screen for the blowjob scene. We're, we're no. talking about her ODing and dying, and Zach is like, you know what? Back to the highlight reel. <laughs> blow, blow you know what? Yeah. I just, I, I'm gonna hold on to this scene. Hey, would be the last time JFK got hit. <laughs> <laughs> what? How? I, just. Anyway, yeah, she. she five she, minutes. Just the longest shot that you've ever seen. Almost as long as the, like the single shot opening of the Revenant. Almost, but somehow this feels more. It's, it's some funny game. It shit. feels yeah, longer yeah. than that, even though that was yeah, like because a it's prolonged shot. eye contact. Just you know, <laughs> it's it's it, it's really uh, not a great time, not fun. But yeah, so she she ODs, she dies, um, and then uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's kind of a bummer. Like again, this movie I thought was going to be so bad, it would 
be great to discuss or you know so try hard that it would be great to discuss instead mm-hmm. this ends up being just so up its own ass that it makes me get very mad but then finding out other people are like no we're not mad about that we're mad about it being nc-17 and it's like i i mean uh, this is gonna sound i guess like a hot take what about this movie was actually nc-17 like yeah no do we want to move on to on to kind of the discourse yeah like, yeah let's talk about yeah. was this movie a success yeah what, like <laughs> i mean it it did what it set out to do but again i, I just people like, were like please don't set out to do that like i'm gonna yeah, set out to do yeah. it even harder uh, it, yeah exactly what was in c17 uh, about it marilyn doing the work from home special where she sat in her like nice house her nice suburb house like with just underwear on and her tits out yeah like that's how i'm recording this podcast actually <laughs> yeah tits out. <laughs> i i just think that you know nothing about it really felt Something where I was like, oh, man, like this is a lot to chew on. Like content, I I guess I should clarify. Nothing felt so graphic that I was like, wow, this is a lot to chew on. There was a lot like of of everything else. But that wasn't any different than any like thought provoking R rated film. I don't know why this actually was in C-17 other than like, oh, non-consensual sex, I guess, is the category. But that also happens in a lot of r-rated stuff so yeah yeah i mean it's 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 fucking uh it, it's nc-17 for sexual content for anyone wondering like that's what they're saying but i don't it's know nc-17 what... so she can be topless that much crime full penetration crime full penetration etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah yeah there's like there's not even like like full penetration still there's still like like r yeah it, there, there are it, it's a lot of cutaways. There is like one old man dick that you see for like a split second. Yeah, not enough. Also, Ma- <laughs> I, I should I should say yeah, not enough old man dick. Uh, every movie, honestly, there's never enough penis in these movies. It's always tits, and that's it. And it was like scandalous that she showed her underwear. She's a fucking pinup girl. Like you've, it's you, it, you. Yeah. It, you. Also, yeah, Joe DiMaggio. Really, is that what you were upset about? Like. The obviously like publicity stills. Yeah, <laughs> he's, the, he's the only guy somehow stuff. that doesn't know about Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio, Joe DiMaggio uh, did not know what a woman was before he met Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I think is part of the problem. That's why he got back with her. He was like, "There's yeah, only exactly. one." So damn, <laughs> <laughs> you're the one for me. Literally, you are the only one. Yeah, it, yeah. It, the, there was nothing. And even if there was, like, more content that was, like, explicit, it wasn't justified by the way the show handled it either, I don't think. No, no. I I mean, like, there's stuff that talks about how Netflix tried to replace some of the graphic sex scenes with alternate footage. And I think the director was right to not try and get whatever Netflix wanted as an alteration because I didn't think any of it was overly gratuitous. It, like, yeah, no, I'm sure whatever Netflix would have done would have been worse. Yeah. Like, like make it hotter somehow. Like, yeah. like, like do slow-mo close-ups, you know, instead mm-hmm. of like, give, give JFK and Maryland a romantic subplot was probably like their biggest studio note. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> something, anything to, anything to anchor us through the entire fucking film. <laughs> 
it's uh, just the, sorry no no, no I, I was gonna say the film also uh the director wanted to shoot this in 16 millimeter uh for to give it visual authenticity you know shoot mm. in period uh but netflix's digital cinematography mandate got in the way so uh, put away that hand cranked camera you're gonna shoot on this red camera i mean it feels like again it's a bizarre film for there to be like this much digging in your heels that's like no i need this to be in c17 and be like but why it doesn't necessarily need to be that it Uh, doesn't need it it also was (laughs) sorry then netflix to be like no it needs to be shot digitally like fine we'll give you in c17 but you're gonna shoot on this camcorder instead by god (laughs) (laughs) it needs it oh you're gonna do some fucked up shit yeah i'm gonna show her tits so much whoa yeah, it looked better if it was on sixteen millimeter. Though, I imagine though the pitch for this, like if you're like a horny teenage boy, and you're like, I want to watch Anna Armas naked, and then like you're watching it, you're speed running through it, and then like you also somehow. I guess just absorb via osmosis the fact that like if you really want to fuck with someone, you can pretend to be someone else online to get close to them, and then you can ruin their life that way. Like, yeah, again, a very contemporary fuck boy. Yeah, just feels like <laughs> literal catfishing. You, you are creating. Not literal, but you know what I mean. Just, it feels like this is a way to create a monster. Is what this is like. Yeah. Like some boy's horny quest is going to lead to them becoming a sociopath. Um, mm-hmm. e- even more so than they would normally, I guess. Or worse, a chaplain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, fucked up that uh, that the whole point of that story was that Chaplin was such a fuck around, and then he was just mad because he actually wanted a child. Like, yeah, I just actually wanted to be a father to fill the hole in my soul for when my father didn't acknowledge me, even though actually my dad movie. did try and involve me a lot, like to the point of where I was a star in one of his other movies. But I didn't like being like that with him i wanted to connect with him on a personal level or whatever the fuck like, yeah, exactly. see the person sitting in the chair watching the film not the person on the screen i want yeah. i want to direct <laughs> papa and he said shut the fuck up god yeah. uh, put on beautiful. this hitler mustache <laughs> oh god <laughs> beautiful film uh regardless of what it was shot well, yeah, in. a lot of very this is going to flood people's instagrams like this is going to be something where people are going to look at like especially that photo uh, or not the photo that the shot where it is the box with the tiger on the table with the lit cigarette like uh towards the end of the third act like that's going to be in there um i'm already picturing the tumblr gifts of the plane to the theater to the plane uh, yeah, I mean, again, Lana Del Rey core. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, Lana uh, Del Rey core. A bunch of people who who either uh, have not seen the movie and are like, oh yeah, like Marilyn Monroe was so aesthetic and like, wow, cool. I want to be literally me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or she, people she, who have seen the movie and should be on lists. <laughs> <laughs> she was much more of a person than the movie makes her out to be. No shit. Like, of course. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, but so, how uh, long would that movie be if you wanted to dive into all of her life? Like, You could yeah. actually make, you know, believe it or not, um, directors do this thing where all of the scenes are actually related to each, to each other and have, like, a central thesis 
that is not determined merely by the style that they shot the film in. But yeah, but and what, also uh, the film itself comes in under ninety minutes. But what if I just <laughs> wanted to do a bunch of scenes of stuff that didn't happen, but it's fine because there's like three scenes of a talking fetus happening. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Honestly, let me introduce you to let me introduce you to this organization that funds um, pro life uh, films and uh, other content to be published online. Christ flicks. <laughs> the first. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. Fucking the Daily Wire didn't put this out. <laughs> uh, I would love that. It's uh, Marilyn Monroe. Pure. It's pureflix.com, Actually, oh, pure flicks. Pure flicks, not Christ flicks. Very easy. Mistake. It would be hilarious if Pure Flix was like, yes, our first NC seventeen movie <laughs> oh my god it talks about how bad drugs are and about how bad uh democrats men are and democrats <laughs> and people in the film industry <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. it's pretty intense uh in general about what what all is happening throughout it uh i don't think though that people need to form like a tiktok moral panic over this oh, film well, they're I mean, yeah, they. I see it happening. They are. People are like, it doesn't need to be so graphic and in your face about it. I thought that bit where Marilyn Monroe uh, got shipped to JFK in a Wayfair box was like, I don't know. <laughs> kind of weird. Did he said, call me Hunter the entire time. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> He kept smoking crack, which I feel is a little uh, anachronistic. But on like, brand, somehow. Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, again, I think, you know, maybe her name is Norma and she has a an e- an alter ego named Blonde. Uh-huh. And Again, you just call it- the film Blonde and you just like this is not based on true events or but rather stories of what you, you know. can in- even lean into the fact by saying everything is fictional, and then everyone will be like, "This is just Marilyn Monroe, isn't it?" No, yeah, a dreamy, weeny, like great value Marilyn Monroe kind of thing. That'd be a great film. I know work with Anna like, Darmus's tits. Oh yeah, it. it yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna let you know, Bo. It absolutely would have worked. Like, yeah, it, it just you know, people. I uh, they I think they wanted to have it. They were thinking we could get more eyes on it if we just fully leaned into the fact that this is a biopic. Like, this is true. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, if no biopic is true, then sure, this one is true, I guess. Yeah, then fuck it. Who cares? But yeah. uh, really, I, I, I would have appreciated it. feels weird to say, but yeah, like, make it a little bit more generalized, and then you could do even more art house shit with it. Um, and then. I think it, it it would be a better movie. So I'm glad we fixed it after it was released. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, because what else are movie podcasts for if not just fixing movies, right? That's, that's all we do, especially in the back half of it. That's yeah, yeah. Like you know what? The, uh, now that we've uh, run through it all, here's how I would have framed Anna Darmus. Yeah. <laughs> Zach is still rewatching that one scene over and over. Sorry, again. I, there's just you know, there's not a lot of JFK, but it's a whole lot of Anna Darmus. So. <laughs> Anna did using her arm as yes. Uh, Anna hey, did uh, that half inch range of motion. Okay, like I don't know what's going on with that, but <laughs> are you siding with JFK on this one? You know, I, I think JFK got a bad rep. I think uh, JFK, uh, you know, some more fair representation. Of JFK would have been appropriate in this. The film. fact no, that the maybe, door maybe was open the entire no. time is just mm, mm, so bad. Yeah. It, it's 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 um, a movie 
It's a movie. It's, it's very cool it's to film. see all the like set stuff and to get the feel of some of the like Marilyn sequences. You know, you get the feel of her being there doing those readings. Those are very cool. Yeah. Again, supposed to be like a very technical like these are tight shots of her doing these readings. And, mm-hmm. like, this is her face. And it's like that's not what the film's about, though. So it's but it's you can't go into it expecting a good film. No, and that's I think like, and that's good. <laughs> you you could maybe cut two or three good films out of this. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. almost like I don't know. Maybe if there was a movie called like My Weekend with Marilyn, where they did something involving just like two or three days of her life, so that that highlight a certain aspect of her personality. You know, that would be fun. Yeah. Only that movie came out twelve years ago. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. I- I uh, also want like not to be confused with Weekend at Maryland's, <laughs> which is a way darker movie. <laughs> that's what that's what happens two, following the pool scene. Yeah, two wacky studio execs have to get their leading actress through the, her next film. The only twist: she's already OD'd because she found out that the father of her unborn child has been <laughs> pretending to be her father the entire time. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis stars. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is he Marilyn? (laughs) (laughs) Starting from Mickey Rourke stars. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) The actress. (laughs) God. Even just starting from her like movie career, that is like twenty years of her life. Mm Hmm. And you know you and you can just start from that, and that's a and that's a great like you and he, hear me out here. You could go through just the the her last film and what that's she true, was yeah. like, mm-hmm. like oh that <laughs> just yeah no a snapshot again would be like okay that makes sense. This is like you can you can fit like a traditional like fucking movie structure in this like because it's not like you know oh yeah fucking like if you ever like get experimental with like film structure like you suck but like this form of lack of structure does suck yes because you know? it's just meant to be like look at the vibes and you're like yeah i get the vibes yeah, soak in the vibes and i would prefer not to thank soak you. in the vibes for three hours <laughs> yeah exactly like nah i'm fine like again th- I, I hate to say it. This is going to th- these kinds of movies are why blockbusters are popular. Because you know what movie yeah. doesn't leave this kind of like weird half taste in your mouth? Ryan Reynolds and The Rock teaming up in the Netflix romp. Like yeah. <laughs> that synthetic bullshit somehow is uh, more palatable than something that just kind of feels like it's just meant to be. I, I mean, I, I say for the meme, but I mean, like, in the cultural zeitgeist. Like, it's meant... Yeah. Like, yeah. the the fact that they made the film is more of a performance art <laughs> than the film itself. Yeah, double feature between this and uh, Free Free Guy, uh, I think, is uh, is really... That, that's the movie, right? Now, the fucking uh, Ryan Reynolds Yeah, yeah, one? that's Ryan Reynolds' yeah. movie. Yeah. When, when y'all <laughs> finished <laughs> watching this movie, movie, by the way... Um, I want to, I wanted to ask, cause I stayed all the way through the eight minutes of credits, uh, be, I did not, you know, the, the post credit no. scene like that's that, you know, you, I got to know what happens in oh, blonde oh, too. broken you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I was actually waiting cause I wanted to see what Netflix was, would recommend next 
for me. And I understand people's recommendations are different, but I thought it was hilarious because it recommended the Dahmer Diaries TV show that's happening. Um, makes sense. Uh, then it recommended The Blacklist, which I guess is a show that's still on uh, with James Spader as like a master criminal. And sure. and then it also recommended Nailed It! Halloween! <laughs> a oh, cooking oh. show. <laughs> you know, just fucking whatever. Give the, give the people what they want, and what they want is just more, more garbage. <laughs> just fucking pile it on there. <laughs> so I think that's going to do it probably uh, for us just continuing to give our thoughts on this. Um, uh, I, I normally would say, oh, well, how many trash cans is this with Gitgo stuff? But I think we all know it's four. It's one long trash can. <laughs> it's a 40-yard dumpster. It's, it's, it's a landfill is what this it, is. It's, it's one of those like construction trash cans, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for her to get an Oscar nom by the way, for this. Oh, like, yeah, this is total Oscar fucking, like, Oscar wank. Not even Oscar bait, just Oscar wank. I, I Again, Cuban Marilyn is going to, to break the world, I think. Goddamn right. It was it was technical. It was, it was, uh, it was atmospheric. Yeah, okay, um, so cinematography, I could see it also getting a nom for it. Not direction. Yeah, no, it, that, that is one thing. I will say it, it's, it's a bunch set, of really cool set, set design, I could see. Set design was really cool. Um, it both felt costuming, like a 1950s. Costuming and makeup, yeah, with black yeah, and white back and it forth. It felt like a 1950s movie and a film about the 1950s. Yeah, because they had to find stuff that would work as costumes in black and white and then also in person. Okay, yeah, no, I, yeah. I can see that. Um, yeah. Not editing, though. This film's editor just should get drawn and quartered. Um, I, I'm telling you, if look, if you do the especially podcast... Especially if she's a woman. Just, if, you know. <laughs> obviously, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This film actively made me more misogynistic. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio face in. Oh, uh, fucking God. <laughs> Uh, th- if you did the <laughs> to edit, <laughs> if you, you know did what, fuck the- it. this is going live, this is going live. No, nope, perfect. Nope, uh, yeah, good. Good. I, I like. I like. Uh, I like when we we keep me we keep me in here. We edit around me to make me sound even worse. <laughs> uh, uh, if you did the podcast edit this film, you could get an hour and a half film that actually has that actually like meets the thesis. Yeah. of the film. And and you know what? I'm even gonna go super easy. Are you ready? You okay. can keep the first thirty minutes. Damn. Like, you, All right. You, That's fine. You don't even need to do Can we please cut Love Paste? No. Love Paste has no, to Love, Paste, Love <laughs> Paste is a crux of the film. Love Paste is the backbone of this movie. Every like it is held together with Love Paste. He, yeah. he even says, I love watching myself in the mirror, even when I'm on the toilet. Like Yeah, no, real fr- <laughs> real freak shit. <laughs> Uh, I mean, same, but you know, I just don't come out you, and say that. Yeah, you don't just tell us that every week, Bo. Like you, you don't say that to Marilyn Monroe, I guess, or Norma Jean. Well, I, you I, don't say you that. don't yeah, say yeah, it yeah. to Norma Jean. Like that's I'm just built different. Crest, <laughs> crest queen herself. Um, <sighs> not enough sloppy Marilyn. I don't think it's, that we that we got enough of that. Yeah, it's a forty yard dumpster because there's so much in it that you're gonna find something good if you dive deep enough. This is the thing. <laughs> it's, and it's like it's, you've put an entire restaurant in that thing. Yeah. An entire restaurant. And the abandoned storage unit is is what this film is. That's, <laughs> and yeah, and and like 
hopefully, uh, hopefully she at least gets a lot of money from this being like the biggest film on Netflix for the next month. Yes, historically, NC Seven. Oh, what? How do you think Netflix deals work? Hold on, let's let's <laughs> let's bump the brakes here. What? Oh, they definitely. You know, you, you have like <laughs> your you have like your salary from like filming, then you get like royalties for the rest of all time because it's a Netflix special film, right? Of course, of course, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they have really great pay structures for all the actors involved. Uh-huh. Oh, they love they love paying people well at netflix yeah 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 yeah. they especially love keeping especially nc-17 stuff in their library this This thing won't disappear off the face of the earth in three years not at all pirate it while you can (laughs) (laughs) coming to tubi and pure flicks (laughs) (laughs) coming to someone's plex server near you oh there was coming all right Oh, God. Uh, again, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to never watch this movie again, but never stop hearing about this movie like once every three months either. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some discourse, as there is. So, uh, this is why I don't stay on Twitter. Uh, uh, you know, honestly, two trash cans. I would watch it fucked up. Oh, no. Oh, you sick little fuck. <laughs> you absolutely. I, I like the concept of it being like someone stuck in like that dream and you can't find your way out. Yeah, that'd be a real great music video. <laughs> uh, maybe like I don't know with uh, like a, a, a remix uh, by Cedric Gervais of uh, uh, Will You Still Love Me When I'm No Longer Young and Beautiful plays huh? or is that just too much yeah. like Great Gatsby vibes uh, <laughs> see the, the third act of the actual film is just the A Little Piece of Heaven music video <laughs> from Avenged Sevenfold there you go <laughs> You know what this Marilyn Monroe biopic needs? Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah, absolutely. As she <laughs> as she re- is reading the letter, Hail to the King just starts <laughs> cut to black. <laughs> I'm not familiar enough with Avenge Sevenfold to get that, but I'm sure I'm sure this could be improved by something called Hail to the King. <laughs> Just her opening it, seeing like the no love cast, and then just smash cut to black, nail to the game playing over the credits. Oh my god! Uh, yes, yes, I stand by it. Flawless. We make art here in the garage. Um, here in the garage, we are art. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's let's give give the people uh, what they want. This is a monthly bonus episode, so this is coming out on a Friday morning. Um, Bo, thank you so much for joining us uh, in, in this. Yeah. We're, we're slowly but surely dragging you back, uh, one bonus episode at a time, one you know, traumatic uh, a, movie at a time. Another, another great Italian once said, uh, every time I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh so i i uh just gotta ask uh well on behalf of everyone where can people find you these days what have you got going on uh i am at schnedwob on twitter that is s-c-h-n-e-d-w-o-b uh and that's really i mean fucking i'm on instagram too as uh, schned underscore wob uh i don't post enough of anything at all uh, and that's fine. Log off, bozo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the the uh, Bloodborne series uh, is that is that in the works? Where where are we at? Yeah, with that? yeah. Uh, 
no. <laughs> Fucking, that would be honestly, honestly, Netflix uh, hire this man. Um, if if you want an ideas guy for an NC seventeen Bloodborne, I mean, this opens the door for Netflix to do all sorts of NC seventeen. It, it definitely like, does, and with this reaction, things where it's just the fucking cop character fucking a demogorgon for like an hour and a half at a time. No, it, ha- it has to like trauma dump. So like we watch the demogorgon get drowned in the bathtub by its mother, and then the demogorgon grows up, uh, becomes a demogorgon pinup girl. Uh, That's what I assume happens in season four, and I'm never going to see it and and shatter that illusion. Starring in some like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yes, you can find me on the online. Perfect, perfect. And uh, Zach, wh- what's going on these days? Uh, 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 I'm busy at work right now, um, so I'm not really doing much gaming. I do pay for, uh, I do pay for uh, RuneScape Premium, but I have not actually played it in like three weeks. So it's the way it know, goes. I, it's how they get you. I really, I did the free to play for so long. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to get like base 40 and free to play. And then I'm going to pay for it. And I paid for it and immediately stopped playing it. Cause I got so busy at work. Oh, um, so follow me at Shinobi one Kenobi on Twitter. I'm playing team fortress two these days, like a good God fearing, uh, <laughs> Christian man. Right? I am working out in my home gym and eating a lot of sugar free jello. Okay. That's pretty basic. As well. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad, glad we're both living our ideal trad lifestyles. <laughs> our trad lifestyles. Yeah. I've been watching a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, uh, primitive technologies, and I'm I'm going to move into the woods as soon as I get through his final playlist. Of course. <laughs> perfect, perfect. I think that that's uh, again par for the course for everyone. Anti plug. Yeah. We are doing yeah. exactly what everyone thinks that people. Three dudes talking about blonde. The blonde bros. Um, uh, we're doing exactly what they would think. So yeah, you can't see right now, but all of us did blonde. Uh, did dye our hair platinum blonde for this? So <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for taking the time to listen oh, all the way through this. I thought we were just doing a bit. Oh well. Dear Melon, I wrote, but you still ain't calling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a movie about parents. See, make it about parasocial relationships. Fucking anything. Make it about one thing other than like, oh yeah, didn't didn't life suck for Marilyn Monroe? Huh? Honestly, like, okay, you know, we're, we're not gonna. Do- we, we, yeah, we've already moved past yeah, this. I, the, the, the fucking the idea of someone there. developing a parasocial relationship with an actress who died like what is it 60 years ago would probably be like a more compelling film than what mm. what we just witnessed but I'm, I'm it's okay because <laughs> like normal films would have arcs and character development uh, whatever uh for me um i my, my twitter is kind of a well right now so just follow the show account at dolphin garage on twitter uh listen to our main episodes where we talk about the hell world that is texas to give you some insight about what's going to be next on the right wing's uh, national agenda and and that's it. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.